Okay. Hi. I think we're live, aren't we? I guess we're live, Giles. Good afternoon. Good, good morning, Mark. It is now afternoon in the UK. It's now afternoon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, talking to us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. For those logging in and don't know Bremont Watch Company, Giles English is the co-founder together with his brother Nick of an English watch company. Um, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Giles, you guys created Bremont in 2002. Yep. Five years later, first watches were launched on the market. And we met, if I'm, if I remember correctly, Basel 2014. I fell in love. I need to pay uh, credit where it's due. Chirag Nienbrinks today with Fratello watches. Yeah. Back in the day, had a store uh, in The Hague, and he was the first to represent you guys in the Netherlands. So a huge watch aficionado, and he knows uh, the early trends. So a shout out to Girard. Um, his store uh, ceased to exist, and today we're proud to represent Bremont exclusively in the Netherlands. And uh, it's ever been a uh, true joy to work with both Nick, you, the whole team, amazing people, fun-loving. So thank you for the trust, Giles. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, for thank those you. That your first broadcast, isn't it? This well. is the first broadcast. So that's what I wanted to say. So for those that don't know us, I'm Alon Ben Joseph, together with my brother, the co-owner of Ace Jewelers. Um, Family-owned, family-run business like yours. We love watches, jewelry, and uh, luxury. Due to uh, these uh, weird times and no fairs, although we had a minor fair in Geneva the last week, um, we were thinking with our team, what should we do to share our passion, knowledge, and, and fun in the industry with our customers, because without them, we can't exist. So we came up with this idea. The ACES used to be a coffee table book. After four volumes, we made it into a digital platform. And now we're taking it a step further, so call it 3.0, into video sessions. And this shows the pioneering spirit of Bremond, because when we approached our partners, you guys were the first to jump on the bandwagon. You said, yes, immediately, no questions asked. So thank you for that. Our pleasure. Um, so, well, we like to be first on things. Like Ace, right? That's why we're such a good match. Um, we'll dive into Bremon a bit later. What we did is, uh, since this is the first episode in the first season, um, we are going to start off with a risk check. Then we'll have seven standard the Ace list questions, which we'll ask every guest. And then we're going to go freestyle. And everybody who logged in, please shoot your questions. The last 15 minutes of our 45 minutes session, we'll try to answer everything. Um, so let's start with a wrist check. Giles, what are you wearing today? So this is the um, arrow. So we, oh, nice. We, um, which is the chronograph we make for um, the yeah. um, military. So. I don't know if anyone knows, but 25% of our business is just making for military around the world. And, and we were made um, uh, supplier to the MOD, Ministry of Defense. And we did, came up with three commercially available collections, the broadsword for the army, the Argonaut for the Navy, and this is the arrow, mono pusher. 
Um, Which, uh, I want to jump in. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, you guys are the first ever to produce watches for all segments of the British Army. So every watch has HMAF, right? Which yeah. is Her Majesty's Armed Forces. Exactly. In the watch industry, watch fanatics know the Dirty Dozen or the famous Broad Arrow, but that's always Air Force, right? Well, the, the, the broad, well, oh, yeah. the 30,000 was mostly Air Force. The 30,000, obviously, in the World War II, um, they, the, the British services went out to 12 different companies to make watches for the military. And, yeah. And, and the broad arrow you see, the arrow on those military watches, that is an arrow symbolizing that that watch has to be owned by the Ministry of Defense. So you're not allowed to um, legally sell something with that arrow on it unless it's it's trade surplus. So um, we don't do the broad arrow because it's legal to do that um, on a watch um, unless it's actually owned by the, the Ministry of Defense. But we've been making for the military for years and um, working with the MOD, but then the MOD said, look, actually, are you, are you happy to do some commercially available watches? And we came out with the Armed Forces collection. Yeah, which the Argonaut is my favorite. I love the one you're wearing. It's not a single pusher chronograph, like a mono pusher, but no. I love the fact that you guys have a single pusher besides the crown of the watch. So uh, compliments, I love that series. No, and I, the Argonaut, I, I love as well. It's a as well. I love the two crowns, so. It's a, it's a good look. Yeah. So me, myself, I'm wearing my oldie but goodie. Oh, Alt 1C, the classic yeah. chronograph, two counter. Love it. I have it on the original leather NATO strap, the Bremen strap. So one of my favorites. So yeah. together with the MB, but we'll, we'll do a deep dive on the MB because I love these watches. I love the story behind it. And we'll talk a bit about the configurator you guys uh, develop. So that's the wrist check um now let's do the quick seven questions the aces questions yeah First one what watch and you can choose a jewel if you want is your favorite and why well it is i saw that question and that's like saying which is your favorite child i mean it's it, it really is the watch you've got on your wrist um i i think i probably a watch there are some two key watches for us the martin baker because it really propelled ourselves into the military um and probably the ep120 which is our first limited edition watch we ever did the yeah, that was amazing very famous spitfire in it so there's yeah. some two but i do you know the great thing about watch design depending on how you're feeling you put another watch on and you love it for that day and and we're proud of the entry level ones to the watches we've worked with Ronnie Wood, where he's hand painted the dials. So it's a sort of um, yeah, it's a hard question to answer that one. And when I when we made that question, I thought you would answer maybe the first ever Bremen watch that came out of production. Which uh, which one was that, by the way? The, that well, was the, mind. Two, the two watches we ever um, prototyped first was the Alt One P. The okay. classic pilot's chronograph and the cream version of that watch you're wearing, the old one, yeah, which my brother has, by the way. Yeah. I went for the black one, my brother has a cream one. Interesting, okay, cool. So, second question What did you want to be when you grow up? 
So I always wanted to be um, uh, an engineer and specifically I, I went and studied naval architecture. So I did general engineering and I wanted to design boats. I love boats. Um, and I always saw watches as just a passion rather than a career. Um, and then, you know, my father, he was an amazing guy. He loved his watches and clocks. So we grew up with that passion. And then when he died in the plane crash with Nick, Nick survived, that was our sort of tipping point to go and do something we loved. And, um, yeah, really sort of saw watches as being a potential career. But, yeah, and I, I wanted to design boats, be a naval architect originally. Nice. So you're designing now even more beautiful mechanical pieces, which are watches. Funny that you say that, though, because uh, those that follow Giles and Nick, for that matter, on their personal social media accounts, you'll see, obviously, a lot of planes. Um, I think it's very important to know that Bremond's logo are uh, propellers. Yeah, that's right. I love the crown of the watch. <laughs> um, but it's not a made-up story. These guys are pilots. Their father was a pilot. You just mentioned that the unfortunate story of losing your father um yeah nick and i were sponsored both through university by the raf our father's ex-raf and yeah. it, that was very much you know, we were lucky having this amazing dad who you know, yeah. plane we still fly he sort of uh yeah aviation's always been cool so aviation you see a lot of planes and you see a lot of cars vintage cars i love your defender by the way yeah, yeah. i've seen some tractors passing I by i love a tractor I've hardly seen a boat, so we'll um, we'll look out for that. So let's jump to the third question. Who's your role model? And I uh, guess I know the answer. Yeah, it has to be my dad, really. Um, um, he was an amazing guy, and you know we miss him dreadfully. And uh, um, I'm sure Nick would say me. I'm his role model. But... <laughs> Who's the elder one of the two? <laughs> uh, Nick's three years older, but I've, older? I've got the gray hair because I was yeah, yeah, yeah. after him. Yeah, good. All right, bless bless your father's memory. Fourth question: If you could teleport tomorrow, where would you go? Well, obviously the day before Dad's crash, but being a bit more positive, I think probably I was thinking about this. I think the day the Wright brothers flew their first flight, and we did this lovely watch called the Wright Flyer, and it's just so it's such an amazing feat to design the first propeller to put design your engine, you put in a plane to be the first ever pilot. Amazing, isn't it? Fly that plane and design the first wind tunnels and everything about that first flight, I think was just an amazing feat. And yeah, to sit there at Kitty Hawk and watch it fly, I think. Which was what, 1903 or four? 1903, yeah. 1903, yeah, so think about it. And um, I was speaking to my son who's uh, almost four this morning and he wanted TV this morning and we're very tight on screen time. So I said to him, did you know that grandpa and grandma, both of them, he's fortunate to have all of them, didn't have TV when they grew up as a kid. So he looked at me, so he didn't have a phone. So he looked at me, what did they do? I said, they read books and they went to play outside. But <laughs> when you think about that, flying is so normal today. Uh, I was reading um, the book, The Cartiers. I don't know if yeah. you've read it. Yeah. Which is amazing because it's basically a history book. And uh, they, they vividly describe the relationship with the Santos. So it was also amazing how this, I think, Argentinian guy came to Paris at the, the peak of uh, that city and flew. But okay, uh, let's go on. Thank you for answering. Question five. What book are you currently reading? 
I'm coming, it's a life and madness of Howard Hughes. And I've read lots of Howard Hughes books over the years. And I'm slightly obsessed with him as a character. I think he he was this amazing businessman, engineer, pioneer, pilot. I mean, he you know, used helicopters to defense systems, to one of the largest production film businesses, to setting up TWA Airlines, to you know the, his pilot exploits. He's, he's an amazing individual. Um, you know, he, he basically put Vegas on the map. Um, this guy did everything. Um, and so you recommend reading this book? I recommend reading it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's, it's Howard Hughes, his life and madness. <laughs> Sorry. So you guys, you see, we're not even 50 minutes into the session. Question five, and we're just talking planes and pilots, right? So these guys live and breathe uh, aeronautical experiences. Um, question six. What do you think is going to be the color of next year? So 2021. 2021. Um, it's a difficult one. I, I see greens coming back. A few watches. We did a first green with the Alt One C collection years ago. So it's it's interesting. I, I I think I see that coming in a bit of a trend this year, and I think more will be coming in next year. Well, the, the, the British claim green, right? British racing green. Green, exactly. So we so, did it. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's one of those watches that everyone loved, but it, no one really bought them because they put yeah. it on guard. Yeah. And I think um, I think people will be buying. So I, yeah, green. I, I put. It but you know, I think I, I think you're being modest, which all of you truly are. You're very modest. I, I write columns, a lot of columns, and one of my columns was 2020 is green. So I agree with you. But for next year, I think you guys are avant-garde fashion forward because you guys did something bold in the configurator for the mb you yeah. guys have purple and i think that's going to be the color for next year i see you're being modest because you guys saw it coined it yeah and let the consumer decide by personalizing their watch well let's maybe talk a little bit further about that because you i believe you posted the black mb with a purple barrel yeah that's quite interesting <laughs> the um yeah, purple, you, right? we developed the purple because we did a military watch for the queen's household guard so who look after the queen and obviously they wanted purple because that's okay. how so yeah that's where that came from nice okay last question have you been to amsterdam before and what's your favorite memory i have um i've been a number of times but the first time i went i sailed there with my dad and the family and we sailed across the north sea Nice. And, and we got into hay, and and the, there's the thickest fog you've ever seen, and we couldn't get we couldn't go in and out because you couldn't see more than a few meters, so we had to anchor out for about twelve hours to wait for this fog to lift. And I just have amazing memories of these big ships going past and us sitting in this little boat. Um, and then we got there, and I, it's such a stunning place. I, I'm a massive fan of it, and. Uh, We'd love to go back and spend more time there. Amazing. So if Nick was on the show, he had to answer the premiere we did in the Netherlands for the Kingsman. Because he, he flew in for that day. Talking about fog, by the way, my, my wife is English. Um, and we always have a dispute where there is more rain, London or Amsterdam. So what's your opinion on that? 
I wouldn't like to judge. Um, <laughs> I don't think we have that much rain in England. It's all uh, <laughs> you yeah. all the tulips. They need lots of rain at that time. Obviously, yeah. obviously, obviously. So thank you for that. Um, we can chat about anything we want. Maybe what I want to do is see if I can summarize the brand Bremont properly. When a customer comes into our stores and they ask about Bremont or don't know about Bremont, I introduce it as a high-end watchmaker, British brand, up until a few years ago, Swiss made. Today, case is made in Silverstone, whereas you guys are based in Henley-on-Thames, not so far from London. It says London on the dial because it's Greater London. That's yeah. what I say. And um, pioneering spirit with a strong focus on aviation and explorers because you explore the planet. So sea, land, air. That's a bit how I summarize it. Elegant, understated English style of design. High quality and and unique features for me that I, I focus on is especially design of cases. So uh, it's usually, I, I, I call them wings. Yeah. Triple case, hardened steel, something that I think is often forgotten. Um, and then a layer on top is that you guys have amazing collaborations. So we earlier mentioned Martin Baker. So maybe you could tell a bit about that. You had a amazing partnership with Boeing that ended, right? Uh, yeah, recently I did that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll look at the future. HMAF or the MOD. It's an amazing partnership. Jaguar, obviously. I want to dive into that because I love cars as well. Um, so maybe you could elaborate a bit on that and correct me if my summary was no, good. Do I miss something? I think you... Um... So, so yeah, we, we see it in, in really three key pillars. So British engineering. So as much as we can do in the UK as possible. So that is all our design engineers, um, our, our machinists. So as you mentioned, we're machining all our cases. We're doing some movement components. Um, we're building this amazing new facility. So at the end of the year, you'll be able to come. You can see you know, bars and metal being machined to watchmakers. Um, we set up a full apprenticeship training scheme in the UK for watchmakers. Um, and you do assemble all the movements already, right? For a long time in the UK. For, for years. Um, uh, and you're gearing towards producing parts. That's something I forgot well, to mention. You know? We've been working for the last five years, four years on a full British movement. Um, and that's, that's an amazing project. We've always made tweaks to movements. Um, Working mostly with Le Jupere in, in Switzerland on that. Um, uh, and and Vautier a bit, right? Sorry? In Vautier. Yes, we've done with them. Um, uh, which are top-notch producers of movement. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so, we, so, so we've done, oh, oh, yes, yeah, so we've worked some lovely things there. So, so if you come at the end of the year, you'll see all of this under one roof. And for a small independent business like us, um, and we're in the top 10 largest chronometer producers in the world now, but you'll, uh, in the numbers compared with the big guys, it's tiny numbers, but we're doing uh, as much in-house as possible. And that's 
that's a big thing. And the British engineering part, that's, you know, we love working with other British companies, whether it's, yeah, as you said, Jaguar, Martin Baker, British Airways. The next thing is pillar is aviation and military. So I mentioned before about the stuff we do on the aviation and military side. And that was, we always saw an aviation watch as not being a, that it's, it's not a diving watch and it's not a dress watch. It's that middle ground of watch. You don't have to be a pilot, but it makes, it's a beautiful watch. And, and we wanted something that was tough. So hence the hardening, case hardening, the vibration mount technology built into this stuff. We wanted people to wear it, not only in the- By the way, he says it very elegantly, that means shockproof. Yes. <laughs> you can wear in the boardroom or up Mount Everest. That was always our, our remit. And then um, adventure. It was about wearing and discovering the world with your watch on, and and rather than it just being a dress watch. And so yeah. all explorers, something like they're meant to be worn. They're meant to be worn. And you know, Project Possible with Nims, who's just climbed the fourteen highest peaks in the in six and a half months when the nearest record was under eight years, just under eight years. I mean, we worked with some amazing people there. So, yeah, no, you, you, you sum it up well, but it's, we say when you buy a Bremel watch, you enter the Bremel family. It's, you know, we, we want that connection with our clients. You're getting something very special. Um, I, I want to add to that, if I may, Giles, because you and I have um, actually a good story about that. Um, that it's not a marketing story that Giles and Nick are the founders and they are ambassadors of the brand. They really run the company. They read the company 24-7. You can see that on their social media. But I had the honor to sell a watch. Collector from abroad came in, wanted to buy from us. Super happy. There was a production flow. Could happen. I call them Monday watches. The watchmakers didn't have enough coffee on Monday morning. It's manual labor, it's handmade. Things can go wrong. They're mechanical pieces of art. So something went wrong with that specific piece. Um, we wanted to give them the superior service, which you guys also vouch for. So I got in touch with Bremont. Hey, how can we get the turnaround time down to have his watch repaired? You jumped in. I don't know how you saw the email. You jumped in, said, listen, what's the story? We can't manage that expectations. I'm sending you expedited a new one. So that blew the customer's mind. He was a watch collector. He took a chance on Bremont because he didn't really know it that much. And that shows for me what a family-owned, family-run, independent company is about. And that's how they excel. So, And that, for me as a retailer, also gives me faith to represent you guys as an ambassador with full heart. So you okay. really... Yeah. You, as the Americans say, you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, exactly. Literally. So, so that's that's a nice anecdote that I wanted to share, which you see still sticks with me. Oh, that's that's nice. No, I, I, customer service is just key in this this industry, as you know. Um, which you and I find, but a lot of brands forget, unfortunately. Bad because um, people are spending so much money, and and we always say, look, if if you come and see a watch being built you realize how complicated it all is um yeah. your appreciation for that but never underestimate your clients the fact they're spending so much money and and we're honored that they're putting their faith in us in the first place it's, it's yeah. key and you mentioned the come come see henley on thames um that is also not a um empty promise the 
English family and the Bremen team invited us over and over. Obviously, due to the situation we're in with the COVID-19, we have postponed a factory visit, but we're definitely come, gonna come with Bremen fans and consumers. So those that are watching live or afterwards, we'll obviously post this video on the different channels afterwards. Send us a message if you want to join us. So as soon as things clear up, probably next summer. Yeah. But so uh, are you guys still building? Are the constructors working? Yeah. So we should we should have been in in August. It's been delayed. Yeah. We'll be in by the end of the year, and it's it's just yeah. We'd love you to come and visit us because yeah, it really is quite a special place. Yeah. So uh, they they keep on inviting us, and it's not an empty uh, invitation. So we're go we're going to come. So that's amazing. Can you tell us a bit, Giles, a bit more about the Martin Baker partnership? Maybe maybe tell them what Martin Baker is for those that don't know, maybe briefly. So Martin Baker are an amazing business. They make 75% of the Western world's ejection seats. And um, the British company based in, in London, they've got offices around the world and test centers around the world. But they um, uh, set out, it was originally Mr. Martin, Mr. Baker were making planes in the Second World War. And, and Mr. Baker was test flying an aircraft, got stuck in a high-speed dive, couldn't get out and died. And Mr. Martin said, look, for the rest of my life, I'm going to save people, and invented the ejection seat. And over all those years, he's, they perfected this amazing piece of kit. And we met them about, it must have been 12, 14 years ago, and Andrew Martin um, said, look, we're, we give ties to the ejection club. We'd love to work on you on on creating a watch that we can gift or we subsidize for the the the, the chap who's just been uh, ejected out of that aircraft and and we say great we can put a logo on the dial and off we go no, no no this needs to have gone through live ejection testing and and if you think about um a live ejection that's not so bad it's probably 30g being pushed but it, it but it's not about that it's about the crash testing they do they do vibration testing so they can test a rig within about uh, three hours, 40 years of life, vibration, um, salt fog, heat, um, uh, cold, you know, depending where that aircraft being operated. And, and we did about two years of testing and, and redesigned the way our watch works, really, and, and the, how that movement sits in the case and, and came up with the MB collection. And the MB1 um, is the ejection watch. You see it with a red barrel on. And because we have this three-piece case, we're able to use different materials. So the AMB is made out of, um, well, mostly aluminium, the internal barrel, so we can color it. And the MB2, which was three key colors we launched that with. And um, uh, and really, that triggered us in the military world. And, and our first call we got was from U2 spy plane squadron in, in Beale in the States. And they said, look, if you can certify this watch to work at uh, minus 40 at 80,000 feet, we'll take it on. And, and we had no idea how to do that, but Martin Baker did, and, and we did it, and that's to sort of produce... Those it. are the most amazing wrist shots ever. Oh, I mean, they are. Yeah. They, For those that don't follow Bremen online or, or don't know Bremen that much, you'll see fighter pilots in their cockpits taking selfies. We love that. With their Bremen watch on, and these are not Photoshop, right? No, no. And there are hundreds of them out there. These are real pilots doing their stuff. And, uh, yeah. So where can people find them? On the dedicated Bremen military account? 
Yeah, the Bremen military is an amazing account. These are just for the military people or, or follow the Bremen watchers account on Instagram. You'll, you'll, you'll is it, uh, just tell me if I make a typo, military. Tell Bremen. me if this is um, correct. Yeah, that's right. That's it? On that's Instagram is the best one, I guess. Yeah, do that or, or, or Bremen watchers, both those accounts. Awesome. Okay, so let's just quickly um freeze and talk about that red tie so you're a fighter pilot unfortunately you need to eject yeah fortunately enough it saves your life yeah the only thing you get is a red tie and i'm saying this sarcastically obviously that's why the only watches in the market that you'll find that are bremont x martin baker collab watches with a red barrel so Bremen watches have a barrel. Oh, my! I see my camera is reversed. Yeah. Um, all the red ones you'll find means you can only purchase them if you're actually, let's call it a survivor. I don't like to use that word, but an ejectee. Ejectee. And correct. Has, you correct, and it has your ejectee number. Because you get a number. So a number. So every ejectee has a number. They've saved about seven thousand eight hundred odd lives or something. So you have your ejection number and the date you got ejected. Um, okay. So, so this story sounded like a marketing gimmick. People didn't believe it. I think the biggest boost on this particular watch you got from Jimmy Fallon, the American comedian host, right? So he came into our, our store in Mayfair one day, and he and. I didn't even know. In London, he's an American guy walking the street in Mayfair, London. Yep. Walking by. Walking by, and he comes in and sees this ejection seat and says, Oh, what's that? Is that an you know, electric chair or something? And I went, oh. <laughs> so I told him the full, full story about him. They, you, know, you get the watch. And he went, I'm sure my father in law was ejected. Anyway, we didn't hear anything more. And about three weeks later, he, he sent an email in and said, my father-in-law was ejected. Can I get him the watch? Yeah. And great. Yeah, as long as he's still alive, he can have the watch because that's the deal. And and um, sent him the watch. And about yeah, a few weeks after that, on his show, he presented the watch on his show to his father-in-law. So very- he invited his his father-in-law to come see the show. I don't know if he was wearing the tie. Was he? Uh, I. I don't know if he's wearing the tie. He invited it, him as a surprise. Come on the show. He said, "Come sit in the seat." So he didn't want to come to sit next to him on uh, the live. Well, what's the show called? The, the late the night. Show, late night. Exactly. Yeah. Late night. Sat him down. Present him the watch, which wasn't a marketing gimmick, right? He really bought that watch from you guys. Yeah, totally. And we all- got by requests afterwards. So that was an amazing story. Um, so tell me a bit about the configurator you guys launched recently. So we felt. The Martin Baker, because we can do all these different barrel colors, and we have different dials, um, and we were coming out with an updated version. We felt, actually, why can't clients actually choose the exact combination of strap, dial, color of case, um, bezel, open case back, closed case back? Um, because the closed case back was always there because of the Faraday cage. but. A lot of people like seeing an open case back, so they wanted that. And there are about a thousand different variations you can go on to into your retailer. Does that glass case back affect the shockproofness of the watch? Because the no. Martin Baker watches are shockproof. You have MB2 yeah. and MB3. MB3 is GMT, has an additional hour hand. Exactly. 
Um, does that affect the shock proofness? No, it only affects the Faraday cage because you're opening the case back, but it doesn't yeah. affect the shock proof. That's Which is the uh, amagnetism. That's what the Giles means. So exactly. they make so, the watches amagnetic and uh, shock proof. Yeah. Um, what I love the best is the second hand that has the loop for the ejection sheet, which yeah. I have, by the way, from you guys as a keychain. <laughs> it's very mm -hmm. subtle, um, but it's there. And when you're designing these watches, you want it, they to be a discovery. You don't want these things shouting out. You just want to subtly see them. But, uh, yeah. um, no, so it's a lovely watch and quite unique in the case and everything else. So it's, uh, and the different strap combinations come up with this brilliant new rubber strap to go with it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, yeah, and it's brilliant for a retailer. You can sit there and go through with the clients and show them all the different combinations and order it from there. Amazing. So I think we can chat for hours. I see we're already 30 minutes in. I see a lot of comments coming in. I have some questions from viewers that can log in. Yep. Should we maybe deal with them? And then oh, if we have some time, let's we'll talk a bit the Jaguar. Brilliant. Let's do that. Yeah. So let me see. The um, most recent is Gerard. Hey, how are you? Nice to follow you. Your chat here. Gerard, I hope you heard the shout out. Thank you for logging in. Good to have you here. No, it's the it, uh, it was our first, yeah, as you saying for retailer and uh, properly knows his watches and, uh, and a lovely man as well. Lovely. It's a gentleman. So it's still a pleasure to work with him at uh, Fratello, which are our friends. So thank you, Gerard. So that was on Facebook. On YouTube, Ralph writes that hardened steel is no joke. My MB3 has, unlike all my other watches, not a single scratch. And I wore it quite a lot. Thanks for sharing, Ralph. Interesting. So that the, the, the way that hardness works is we take a normal 316L steel and we treat it the same company that does harming on things like turbine blades for jet engines. So it takes it from a normal about 350 vickers to 2,000 vickers in hardening. And do you do that with heat? Uh, it, it does it with lots of heat. It up about 800 degrees and diffuses carbon in this chamber. Um, mm -hmm. Very expensive, but just means if you hit it really hard, yes, it will go through, but all the little scratches um, it, on that three micron layer, layers on top, it, you don't pick those up. And we just felt that it was a, it was a lovely thing to do. And, and, and that's part of the reason we had to have the three-piece case, because when you, we service it, we can't polish it. So we replace that top bezel as part of that service. And let me add a question to that. The color-treated cases, so if they're black, it's DLC, right? You guys. That's DLC. I mean, yeah. like carbon. Yeah. That's enough for the hardness. You don't do a hardening treatment afterwards, right? No, don't like um, it has a hardening treatment on it, but you you are dependent on how hard that treatment is. Okay, thank you. So next question on YouTube as well, um, Mr. Morrow. I think that's William. Yeah. Any plans for a Bremen in-house movement? Good question. Thank you, William. So, um, William, we started that about four and a half years ago with with an amazing movement designer called Stephen McDonald, who who just joined us after he designed the perpetual calendar for MBNF, and an amazing guy, British uh, uh, individual, and and we've been working on that, finished the designs for that 
probably a year or two ago, um, and we're prototyping and working. You can't rush these things because every every component of that movement we've customized, um, and it has to be it has to be right. Um, and even things like the gear teeth profiles, um, we regionalize all of those. So it's, it's a really exciting future project for us. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll see that in the next couple of years. Do you dare to put an estimate of timeline on that? Um, it's so difficult. We're, we won't on it. We'd love to see it in the next couple of years out. But the, the, and the challenge, we don't just want it going into you know, the high-end LE watches, we want it going into more core. And that's the challenge, getting the cost down on it. Are you thinking of a time-only piece first off? Uh, probably to start off with, yes. But it's... Um, so uh, base caliber, time, seconds, and yeah. date. Okay, thank you. Thank you, William. Next one on YouTube as well. That's my colleague, Dala. Thank you. He did a thumbs up and a bu on an elbow bump. Elbow bump. Yeah. That's a COVID responsible emoji. Thank you, Dala. Um, next one on YouTube, Rocky. He uh, created the Watch 4 crew, big group of uh, watch fanatics in Amsterdam. They are going to come with us to Henley on Thames, so uh, watch out for these guys. What do you think of full, or, full not only bezel, bronze Bremen watches? Good question, uh, Rocky. Well, Ciao. Rocky, so yeah, we... The project possible is is part bronze, um, but a full bronze bezel. Um, I'd say watch this space. Um, possibly, had we not gone into lockdown, you would have seen something earlier. But um, watch this space on that. We we did present something early in the year um, to journalists, but we didn't actually launch it. So um, I think you may find something coming sooner rather than later on that front. Um, we sort of resisted it for a while um, because a lot of the treatments we were using and trialing on bronze didn't quite weather how we wanted it to do. Um, we feel we've got it there now. So, um, and I think it's a, it's a good look. I think only a bronze watch, it's something for a collector, not for your normal first or second watch. It's something for a collector because it, it takes... Which is important to say that those don't know, bronze uh, oxidates and tarnishes rather quickly. And that's the whole purpose and fun of it, because each wearer will get a different color and finish to his watch, depending on uh, the acidity and the weather he lives in or her. And um, that's cool. Will you harden it? Um, uh, it's relatively soft as well. It is relatively soft. You can't, yeah, you can't just use normal bronze you you have to do treatments with it otherwise it scratches too easily um but you'll you'll keep the the the, the uh, characteristic of tarnishing you want the characteristic that's the reason of having a bronze and the great thing is you can you know if it tarnishes too much you put a bit of lemon juice and it polish it up and right. back yeah okay thank you rocky his um crew is waking up so okay. we have telly who is a crew member, as you see. He says, good vibes. Thank, Thank you for joining in, Telly. Good to see you. Appreciate it. Another team member, Peter. He hopes so. I assume he hopes about the bronze. Thank you for joining us on Facebook, Peter. Thank you, Peter. We have Dala again. 
if given the chance, what would be your dream brand or company to do a collaboration with next? Good question, Dala. Um, it's a very good question. Uh, quite interesting, our, our, our partnerships over the years have been really important to us. Um, whether it was a Boeing, um, you know, even the historical ones of Norton Motorbikes, or at the time, they're very important. British Airways, more recently, we did when we did the supersonic watch. And, and what it does, Nick and I do all the design of these watches, and it's complete inspiration working with these partners. And they may be very technical partners like a Martin Baker or, or, or more commercial ones. Um, if, we, if we look at Jaguar as a partnership, and mentioned that earlier, Jaguar, we'd been designing clocks for them. So the last James Bond film with that um, orange um, uh, CX-71 um, uh, Jaguar, and we designed the original mechanical watch for that car working with ian callum the chief designer we we did a couple of other concept cars we which is in marketing by the way right giles just to jump in on the jaguar you you literally work one-on-one -on -one with ian yeah we, he's a fan, right he loves bremont he's a great he's a great we've come very close and, and we work an organic partnership no we were working with him for about five years before we even decided to do a watch and yeah and then they did the lightweight E-types. They made um, a number of those. And we did a watch. With, uh, they commissioned us to do a watch for each one of those owners one, with um, the engine block and chassis number on the watch. It's a beautiful watch, yeah, white awesome. gold. And we did that. And then we all looked at each other and said, actually, we should commercially launch this. Um, so really, these partnerships, they, yes, we both get marketing out of it. And you could say we get more out of it. But actually you're creating something that nick and i really believe in is design inspiration and so yes there are a few more partners and and you'll hear something in the next couple of months over a, a new partnership that we've been working with for a while um that's really exciting for us because they're a brilliant business um and so the, these are evolving we don't want too many we don't ever want to dilute who bremont is and confuse people but if it can further our watches, both on a technical and inspirational level, then, then it's great. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing with us. Um, another Watch 4 crew member, Melvin. Hi, guys. Interesting chat for sure. Thank you for listening, Melvin. Thank you, Melvin. Good to have you here as well. Thank you for the love. We love the Watch 4 crew. Melvin says waking up. <laughs> um on facebook we have eddie platz eddie platz brilliant love eddie um, greetings giles fascinating stuff thank you for joining eddie um eddie uh um owns uh smith's watches and, okay um uh runs an amazing forum in the uk um and has been in the industry for many years so he's a yeah he's a, he's a and, and dear colleague nice to meet you eddie and then we have on YouTube, Rob Nuds, our mutual friend, X Yes. E-Type Limited, beautiful watch. Um, the the, the E-Type, it may not be for everyone, that watch. Um, it's very symbolic of those original Smith stars and those E-Type watch uh, cars. And, and, but it, it seems to be very popular and... Uh, um, it's yeah there's so much detail goes into that watch for those big hands and and we 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 tweak that design as we go along but 
we felt the Jaguar, that historical side of Jaguar, it's got such amazing. amazing yeah. It's amazing. Thank you, Rob. Uh, Melvin is back. What's your favorite strap type and why? NATO, question mark, leather, question mark, rubble, question mark, steel, or um, question mark? Or, uh, it's most of our watches, um, we started off very early with, with obviously leather and NATO came into it. I do like a, a NATO. We, we have on this, um, latest arrow, we have this, um, weathered strap, which is um, a sort of canvasy, not the NATO, and uh, so we've changed the way that works. Um, that I'm really enjoying, actually. Um, so nice strap. Some leather accents as well. Yeah, I do really love, we've got a leather NATO strap, which I really like. It's this, Actually, if you go on, you're good on your watch there. I love it. It's thin, yeah. nice brown color. So... Come get yours, Melvin. We have one waiting for you. Yeah. Um, Gerard is back. Um, by the way, I'm reading out all these questions because we are uh, going to um, upload them as podcasts after the show. So when people listen to this without visuals, they know what the questions are. So hence, I'm reading them out loud. Gerard asks on YouTube, could a partnership be established with an online watch entity like Hodinki or Fratello as well? Or are Bremont's collaborations bound to technical partners? Um, historically, they have just been bound to technical partners. But um, I think you see, we all see more watch brands working with the Hodinkis and the Fratellos and, and, and um many others and and i think that makes sense it works um those partnerships i think we're always very aware that bremer's always been accused of being the marketing brands um which is slightly strange being that we don't have much money to spend on marketing nothing said with the big guys um, and none of the stories are made up no and that's that's, that's what they mean in that insult usually well that's i think that's that is it and um we have had a, a an interesting background and career growing up, so that's where most of this sort of love comes from. But but I think working with yeah the, the, the non technical partners, I think it's inevitable the next stages. So yes, um, I do think that will probably happen at some point. But Gerard, you do understand that if Fratello does it, it's going to be a triangle relationship together with Ace. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually have something in the pipeline. So uh, we're good friends with Fratello and all the members. And uh, Robert Jan, the founder, is a good friend also. So uh, we believe in building bridges instead of uh, competing and working together. I think these are volatile times and retail is changing. So as long as you have passion and add value, why not, right? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm retail, retail, online, offline, brands. It is a changing world. We all have to work together on that. Yeah. You have to offer what the customer wants. No doubt. Yeah, exactly. So maybe to link to that comment and question, we have been brainstorming Bremont and Ace about a collab between us to create a dedicated piece for us. So this is a question to all you viewers. Do you think we should make one? So maybe we'll get some answers on that. In the time being, let's go to the next one. Uh, Giles, you're popular. We're, we're, we're getting flooded with questions and we already hit the 45 minutes mark. Should we keep going? 
Yeah, I'll, I, I, yeah, five more minutes, and then I'm five more minutes. Come on, let's get going. Tell me here in the UK, I'll get. Tell you right, I want a red barrel, but I don't have a plane to eject from. Can you arrange something for the crew? No, we can't. But configure yours online. Yeah, sadly, I'll that one for you. Yeah. Interesting. Martin Baker is so strict, and we are about. You can only be a surviving member. You, the family can't get it if it's a non-surviving member, and it's it's a difficult thing to get hold of. Yeah. So Rob Nudz writes, "Hi guys, good to see you both. Thank you, Rob." You're up. Watch for crew member Peter on Facebook. I'm in the car at the moment. Went wrong, but the chat is certainly interesting. Please don't drive, Peter. I hope you're parked. But thank you for logging in on the go. Watch. It's very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's parked. So. I'm not too worried about him. Rob Nutt again, the Fratello Showcase in Ace and Dick is the next step. I'm sure Bremond Limited created jointly would fly. So he's 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 uh, giving away a bit of the um, partnership we're working on, Fratello and Ace. So nice wordplay on the flying, Rob. Stay tuned, all of you, for more to come. Rob Nutt is on a, a roll. He's coming with his comments. I'm really not as funny as I think I am. Well, we do think you're funny, Rob. Um, Ralph is back. He's answering my question. Yes, for sure, do a collab. Awesome, Ralph. Thank you so much for sharing your feedback on that. Um, watch Telly again, already did. Thank you, Telly, appreciate it. So Giles, I'm running through it quickly. A yep. few questions from uh, fans that couldn't join us earlier on um you have a very big fan a family actually all four members love um Bremont. i won't say their surname due to privacy but christian the son sent in two questions his first one is what project have you worked on which is your favorite um god that's a difficult one there's so uh, so varied all our projects and Anything from working with the Codebreaker at Bletchley Park to, I think, more recently, I've really enjoyed the, um, the limited edition work with um, Ronnie Wood on, his hand-painted dials. Only because I've never seen, you know, these are 37 completely unique watches, all yeah. custom-built. And, and I think um, it's quite a – and Ronnie's the nicest guy. I, I play in a band with Nick. We both play the guitar. and the guitar and, behind you yeah so i i've got i get watches and guitars i could collect them all day long and and um and my father used to play banjo in a bluegrass band and so so meeting ronnie wood and and we did a clock with him about eight years ago and and you know sitting there and he's the nicest guy and and we created these beautiful watches so that's probably one of my favorite that was a cool project yeah okay thank you for answering that so he also asked What's your favorite mode? Why? Um, oh, I think yeah, an old biplane flying on a summer's day over the sea, um, wind wind rushing through your helmet. Um, yeah, the 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 last time I flew one of those though, I crashed and broke my back in three places. So uh, um, probably uh, not my finest, but I, I have fond memories. I, I used to have an old gypsy moth, and an amazing thing. Thank you. So you actually answered the last question. So yeah, that's that. 
That was uh, Yap who asked that question. Then last question, and then we'll let you go. This is a uh, enthusiastic watch collector founder. Yeah. How is it to run your company together with your brother? Well, you can answer that one as well. Um, okay. uh, I, I tell you what, it, running a business is incredibly stressful. You've got your highs and lows the whole time. You've got euphoria and you've got complete depression. And and working with someone who you trust is is a massive part of it. And and Nick and I have been through so much together, and it's been um, amazing to work with him. So that's been wonderful. And then the other side of it is we're designing stuff all day together. And whether it's your branding, whether it's a partnership, but most importantly, the watches. And if you like the same thing, it makes it very easy and quick to agree. And Nick and I have always liked the same thing. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a unique relationship, and uh, no, I'm really lucky to have him around. He's a he's an amazing guy. Nice, amazing. So I think we should leave it at this. Any more questions accumulated on the platforms we're broadcasting right now? We'll maybe uh, summarize them in an email and maybe get back to him. Giles is very active on social media, so follow him as well. Um, so I want to thank you so much, Giles, for taking the time to sit down with us. I have a zillion more questions for you. But if this platform, the Ace List Live, is a success, maybe we can do another one. Maybe you can do a panel discussion with Nick as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. And when we're when life's getting a bit sort of open, we'd love to come and do another event with you. Um, yeah, please. We did seven, we did actually multiple events with Bremont in Amsterdam. Um uh, Nick has visited, Giles uh, has a rain check. So post-COVID-19, we'll definitely uh, organize something in Amsterdam as well as Hemley on Thames. Um, so this was the first one for everyone watching and giving us the trust yeah. and the time to watch. Thank you so much. Tomorrow at 1.30 p.m., so 13.30 Central European time, summertime, we have another special guest, which is Pascal Ravesout. He officially works at the Foundation de la Hotologie, FHHA, but he's a big watch fan. I'm quite sure, Giles, you're tuning in, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, especially Giles, Team Bremont, for all the support. Thank you, and uh, see you soon. Thank you, everyone at Ace Jewelers, and thank you, everyone, for watching. Really appreciate thank it. You. Cheers. You take care. See you. Bye. Bye.